Hi, my name is Zara. And my name is Maisha. And you're listening to That's What They Said. Where we break down the them versus us narrative. Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast. We're back after quite a while. It's been... Two months? Several weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, several weeks, but... Before we begin, Happy New Year. Yes. It's 2020. It's already two months into 2020, but it's a new year for us. It's never too It's never too late to start the new year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so how was your break, my show? It was good. I was home during the holidays for like a month. Mm-hmm. For those of our new listeners, home is Bangladesh. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was a wonderful time with family and friends. And, uh, you know, just when you see close family and friends after... A really long time, which is a year, mm-hmm. it's wonderful, right? Because yeah, not everyone has the privilege to see them every day. Yeah, it, honestly, it was a great time, much needed break. And Zara even went back home to yes. Bangladesh. Yes, I did, and it was lovely. But yeah, that was a much needed break. We got most of January with our family, getting back to work, and now we're ready to dive back into this because we've missed it dearly. We have. Yeah, and <laughs> I think that you know now with the new year starting and a new decade and. I mean, not that I believe in the new year and new me because I think it's too much pressure, <laughs> but we are bringing some new changes mm-hmm. uh, in our podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're going to make it bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. the reason we're doing bi-weekly is because if for regular listeners, I think you guys know that our episodes are, is quite content heavy yeah. in the sense that, you know, the issues we talk about, we either have to research a lot. Quite let, a lot, yeah. Yeah. Let it be on Google or, you know, we reach out to our friends uh, mm-hmm. to to get their insights in order to make sure that any content we put out there is the you know the most efficient information and the yeah, best way we and can definitely do. the most credible information exactly. we don't want to exactly. just go off of any any old source so we really do put our time yeah. into making sure the information that we put out there yep. is accurate even in the information that's not news based we try mm-hmm. to get other people's opinions and yep. friends opinions so yeah that's why we need a bit more time for each episode so yeah. we can make it Better every week, so that's what we're going to do bi-weekly, yeah. and as usual, every Monday, yeah. because why not start the week off with us? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so 2020 has been quite, quite the year. I mean, it's just been one and a half months, yeah. but my god, so yeah. many things it's have been, happened. It's been quite the year. So yeah, first there was that whole fear of going to nuclear war oh, with Iran and close. America and... The, the airline yeah. that got downed in that mm-hmm. whole conflict. Yeah, and especially to, for Canadians. Like, we're yeah. living in Canada. Canada suffered a huge loss during yeah. that time. It was quite a time of grief for yep. Canadians. We lost almost 70 people from Canada mm-hmm. who were either Iranians who are here to study or, you know, who have families back in Iran who are visiting. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, it was or an unfortunate... Canadian Iranian. Yeah. yeah, and it was just an unfortunate event as a whole. Yeah, exactly. And then just the fear around it that what's going to happen is the situation going to escalate oh, yeah, between is... America and Iran. And then we had the great legend Kobe Bryant who passed away yeah. in a bizarre like helicopter crash i know and it's just something that he does on the regular to evade traffic when he needs to and it's just like something just happens like it's just so unfortunate that it just happened like that yeah because he has you know 
he takes as you know Sarah said that he took he takes the helicopter right so he can make it to like games and his mm-hmm. daughter's games or yeah, exactly. you know workplaces quicker and to think that you know and I think that him passing and his daughter away, yeah I mean his 13 year old daughter passed away with exactly. him and that's just so important. and not to forget there were seven other people there were I think three people out of those seven who were from the same family yeah and I mean it's, it's insane right to it's, think that when is. they probably got on that chopper they didn't think they were gonna die yeah and I think everybody from all over the world mourned for yeah. that yeah yeah 100%. this is all in January so yeah. far and and I think that with Kobe's death I think the thing was that even those who don't watch basketball he's just such a legend I mean mm-hmm. everyone knows and for him to suddenly go away and yeah. because of how much he has I think inspired people all across the world not just yeah. in sports it's, even through his outreach yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. it's, it's I think it was just it's like a wake up call right like don't take leaving home and like coming back I think I saw this meme or like quote somewhere that yeah. don't take like leaving home and coming back for granted exactly yeah I saw that circulate too yeah. and it really hit me hard especially because we have family living yeah. so far away just that yeah. even that morning phone call to the evening things can change yeah yeah, and then true. so yeah, we lost one legend. Yeah, and then from one legend, we went to the soap opera that is Donald Trump and his impeachment trial. Oh my lord! <laughs> so that was another big thing that happened. I think I don't think anyone needed to watch like any sort of drama or soap opera or anything during that week because mm-hmm. the impeachment process was itself so highly, you know, like sensational yeah. and like scandalous. I, I mean. It was crazy. It had all. Yeah. It had a perfect. Co- it was like a perfect cocktail mix of like Donald Trump's insane tweets, some Sanders being just outright ridiculously stupid, some people making sense, and yeah, yeah, pretty much. So that was that. And then something that happened towards the end of two thousand nineteen and is still going on now in the beginning of twenty twenty is the spread of coronavirus. Yep. Yep. So that's what we're actually going to be talking about in today's episode. We're going to be talking about coronavirus, coronavirus versus humanity. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into just what is coronavirus, how it's spreading, the situation right now, as well as some other things that have come out of this virus that have become evident. Yeah, and how... Such as I think, yeah, exactly. How in in the face of something that, honestly speaking, is, the virus doesn't affect one person, one race, one gender. No. It affects everyone. So mm-hmm. I think how in the face of this virus... It was like a test for our humanity. Yeah. And how 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 are we doing? You know, yes. I think that's what we're gonna explore in our episode today. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get right into it. Yeah. So what is the coronavirus? So unless you live under a rock, which I'm assuming <laughs> our listeners don't, neither do we. <laughs> Coronaviruses are a large family of viruses that cause illness ranging from the common cold to more severe diseases. Yeah. Some coronaviruses transmit between animals, some between animals and people, and others from people to people. Um, now it's a it's a family of virus. So two of the viruses from this family that have you know there was an outbreak before in the last in the twenty in the twenty first century is one is the Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, which actually originated in the Middle East, and the other is the Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, which originated in China, yeah, um, or SARS, which yes. many of you may have. All- Heard of, yeah. yeah, and now this new strain of virus, which has never been encountered in human bodies before, mm-hmm. um, this is a strain that is baffling experts. And because this strain has never been encountered in humans before, medical experts, doctors, they just don't know how to like stop its uh, prevention. Mm-hmm. So coronavirus, it first came up in the province of Hubei in the city of Wuhan. This is in China. Yeah. And it came up in a wet market. So a wet market is kind of a place where, say, vendors keep different kinds of live animals and they're selling them there. But while they're doing that, there's 
they're slaughtering them on sight. They're yeah. alive animals. There's dead animals next yep. to each other. You know, I've looked at some pictures that we were kind of going through, and it's quite the sight. It's just like it's, a pig cutting it's, half. I think it's quite unhygienic. It's very unhygienic. And then um, like a dog waiting to be slaughtered, and it's just, it was quite the sight. But basically, in these markets, there's outdoor stalls, and they're just squeezed together in these narrow, yeah. narrow lanes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... It's just it's just not the best place. Yeah, and because I think because of the close proximity of like live animals, dead animals, and humans, because mm-hmm. you know tourists and locals are going to shop in these markets, and yeah. it's easy for viruses to really be transmitted from either say the dead animal or the live animal yeah. between the animals. And even to humans. Yeah, and then there's very poor regulation when it comes to these mm-hmm. markets. Like the government mm-hmm. regulations, they don't have, they don't, they're easily bribed. Say they don't maybe uh, enforce these regulations yep. as, as strictly as they should because you're mixing illegal wildlife with yep. animals that are normally sold in markets like this. Yeah, and it's just a breeding ground for viruses to yep. spread. Yeah, so I think that you know. What are the symptoms of coronavirus that has showed up? Um, we actually we actually looked at a couple of sources, and uh, it says that you know people who suffer from cough, sore throats, fever, and breathing difficulties, um, pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's the thing: antibiotics are of no use, as this is viral pneumonia. And we got this off the Guardian, um, where they were explaining how people with weaker immune systems, the elderly, and children are more susceptible. Yes. Um, and I think what needs to be understood is that. Human to human transmission has also been confirmed, which means that if yeah. one person has the virus, then another person can be infected yeah. when they come in contact with that person. And I think that's how the virus is actually, you know, spread across so many countries. Yeah, and I think that's important what you said that um, people with weaker immune systems, the elderly and the children, mm-hmm. are more susceptible because, like, I, you and I came through China as well. Yeah, and then I got very sick just a few days, but about two weeks after. And so you know what? This is the first time that I didn't come. Yeah, this is oh, one you of didn't the come f- to China, yeah, right, right, yeah. China. But yeah, I came through China, I came through Guangzhou. But I probably that's pronounced the thing. that wrong, sorry. But that's the thing, right? So many places are interconnected to exactly, China. Exactly, yeah. And then the timeline kind of matched. So I did go to the doctor to check it out. And then my sister was like, my sister told me at the time, she's a, she's a microbiologist. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, you can't, it's not like you're going to die from this. Because I think maybe I was also prematurely ignorant about it. And I was like, oh my God, is it going to spread to all my friends? And my coworkers yeah. were freaking yeah. out, like go to the yeah. doctor right now. But it turned out it was just um, something that I picked up here. Yeah. But yeah, she was the one who told me that, you know, this, it's, it's just like the flu, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you're getting the same symptoms as the common cold. But yeah, you have because to be careful it's, based on your body and like your immune system for the elderly children and mm-hmm. whatnot. They and I think what sure. you said is actually a very valid point, Sarah, because you said that, you know, you had some of these, like you had a cough and stuff. So you actually did the right thing by going to the doctor. And I think that's yeah. the issue, right? That mm-hmm. that's what people need to do. Be the, be like, be a good citizen of the world mm-hmm. and you know go check yourself out if you think exactly. yeah and i think that's important that i mean we have a microbiologist thank you shout out to your sister <laughs> uh for actually you know shedding some light here that it's it's not something that people die from but if you have a pre-existing condition like you already have i don't know another respiratory disease mm-hmm. it just you're just more susceptible to be attacked by it attacked by coronavirus in a much more aggressive way yeah exactly and yeah like we were saying this is very common too the flu, mm-hmm. but it's 
it's worse than the flu. Yeah. Just because we don't have enough information about this virus, yeah. we don't have enough data about this virus, and there's no vaccine yeah. for this virus. Yeah. And they don't, medical experts are saying that a vaccine can take from a year to a year and a half. Exactly. Right. So it, yeah. it, it, it that's the thing with diseases, right? Because mm-hmm. they are so unknown mm-hmm. and humans, because we, you know, the world has become so globalized where we are crisscrossing the world, you know, yeah. for so many different purposes, leisure, business, and the uncertainty of the disease yeah. creates a vacuum, which yeah. can be filled with um, fear mongering, which can be filled with misinformation, exactly. which can be filled with just idiocy, honestly, as mm-hmm. speaking. So, yeah. yeah. And even one year, two and a half year, it's not the, the worst timeline. No. You know, yeah. Just from my research, I've seen that. The one year is only is because there was data from say what we talked about before SARS mm-hmm. and MERS. There was data from there that can be used for yeah. research for the vaccine here as well. Because as, they're from yeah. the same virus family, exactly, and as well as say modern technology and finding mm-hmm. vaccines will also help. Yeah. So one and a half year is still a good possibility that yeah. we have. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we'll talk about what the situation is right now. You know, we've been hearing about coronavirus for over a month now, and it might seem like it's dying down, but it really isn't. So as of today, February 12th... This the day the, we're recording. Yeah, as of today, the day that we're recording, February 12th. So according to the World Health Organization Situation Report, which they put out every day, there are 45,171 confirmed cases. Now, Damn. this is according to 10 a.m. today's time, Central Europe. But we went on a, a website called worldmeters.info where they give live statistics. And over there, there's reported 60,374 cases. Mm-hmm of confirmed coronavirus cases, basically. Mm-hmm. And just from all the sources... So the life statistics actually took into account the cases that have been added. diagnosed today. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So that's over 60,000. Yep. That's, that's a lot. That's a huge yep. number. Yeah, and this is all over the world. And then from that, there have been 1,300 deaths. Over that's, 1,300 that's deaths. That's in two months. Yeah, that's in two months. That's and that's, that's That's really ridiculous. But, you know, it's... Majority of these cases, they're in China. Mm-hmm. China's the one that's being really affected by this, with only 441, yeah. or just over 400 cases confirmed outside of China. Yeah. So these cases have been in basically across various continents, with cases in the US, with UK, Canada, Singapore. Then there's the Philippines, where someone actually, the first person outside of China, right? First yeah. person outside of China that died. Yeah. And then there's Australia, France, India, Japan, and the list just goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, the, the the way the virus has spread and so fast and so quickly from all across, you know, from all over the world, from China to everywhere, right? It it really, that's the point I was saying, that world has become so globalized, right? Yeah. That that an uncertain event like this, no one foresees it coming. And yeah. when it does, it it's very hard to control its um, spread. Yeah, and that's yeah. why the World Health Organization has declared it a public health emergency. Emergency, yeah. I mean... The, right now, I think countries are taking precaution to the point that um, a lot of people, you know, go on cruise ships and mm-hmm. they go on cruise ships to go like visit different countries. So I think one such cruise ship that went through that traveled through China, it's been docked at uh, a port in Japan mm-hmm. for the last one um, one week, uh, yeah, more than a week now, and it has thousands of passengers on it, and 
it's been quarantined. So essentially, almost two and a half thousand passengers are quarantined on one cruise oh ship. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like you're not I even out of the water. Exactly, and the reason they've been quarantined is because an eighty-year-old passenger got off and eighty. Yeah, an eighty-year-old passenger. See, that's the thing. He was an elderly. Mm-hmm. An eighty-year-old passenger got off the ship, and then turned out he was actually he had the virus. Yeah. So that's why the Japanese authorities say they, they 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 did the only thing that they thought that at that time was the best decision, which is quarantining the ship yeah. and then testing every passenger. And that's exactly what they're doing. They tested the passengers, mm-hmm. and they're going, you know, one by one. And then so far, two hundred eighteen people have been diagnosed with the virus In, inside that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And once they've been diagnosed, then they've been taken off the ship and you know into Japan and mm-hmm. into, into the health. Yeah. yeah, and then the Westerdam ship, which is which has 2,000 people, including guests as well as crew, Yeah, that one has finally docked in Cambodia, but there's been no cases of coronavirus yeah. confirmed there yet, but that cruise ship was basically just going round and round for two weeks or mm-hmm. so, and the Philippines, Japan, Taiwan, and Thailand, they didn't, they didn't allow them to dock because of that fear. And I think this case came after the uh, the Diamond Princess, the one that I just previously mm-hmm. mentioned, which is why I think yeah. the experience with that cruise ship, I think countries are just like, yeah, exactly. nope. They're just like, we're not taking this risk. Yeah. But yeah, they finally docked in Cambodia. Nothing, nothing reported yet, but mm-hmm. you never know. And I think that's the thing, right? A lot of people, a lot of countries are taking extreme measures. Like mm-hmm. I just read that um, Samoa, which is a small like Pacific Island nation, yeah. they've barred eight of its own citizens from entering oh from God. yeah they actually those citizens were actually traveling from india through singapore mm-hmm. and because singapore has like 50 cases yeah. of coronavirus patients they didn't even let their own citizens get off in their own country oh wow and i mean you know who i think world Health organization was just like that's not no legal because yeah. you know they're your own citizens where they're supposed exactly. to go yeah where they're gonna go and like, yeah. regardless of whether they have the ability to quarantine these people yeah. and to take give them the proper care like it's your citizens yeah but that's kind of the situation that most people are finding themselves mm-hmm. in, where they're thinking that they're doing the best thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, who knows? But yeah, so in the past day, the surge in the number of people who have been confirmed to have coronavirus mm-hmm. has... There has been a surge, basically. Yeah. Because there's been a change in a diagnostic criteria, which means that now, as opposed to just a previous testing kit that they use, they're now also relying on CT scans as well as other methods to confirm cases. Yeah. So that number is actually pretty large. It's 14,840 new cases just in the province of Hubei alone. So were added is, in one day in a 24-hour period. So this so. is, I guess, this is where the health authorities are being super cautious, yes. right? Because mm-hmm. they're saying that as opposed to one way of diagnosing, we're going for multiple ways and we're exactly. going to treat all of them yeah. as if they are positive, if they have the symptoms. Yeah, and then they can assess from there and allocate the resources in yeah. a way to treat them. Yeah. But initially, everybody based yeah. on a CT scan as they're well going as to get treatment because people did have some reservations about the way they were testing like, yeah. are you testing properly are you not mm-hmm. so now they're being more cautious which yeah. is a good thing I guess yeah mm-hmm. so I think in light of that because of you know how fast this virus has spread mm-hmm. in the span of two months uh, how many people have been affected how many people have died I think it really brings into question how has the Chinese government responded yeah um, so I think what happened was when the virus was originally discovered by Dr. Li Wenliang mm-hmm. apologies if my pronunciation is not correct mm-hmm. but when it was 
originally discovered by that doctor, he actually told authorities, he went to the security, the police force even, that, you know, there's this new virus. He went on, I think it was the Weibo uh, social media platform in okay. China, yeah. where he, you know, said that there's this new virus it's, that we have, we don't know about, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're encountering it. And, you know, humans have never encountered it before, but we're seeing it some patients. What happened was um, later security forces threatened him to essentially shut him up and forced him to sign a letter where he apologized for making his claims up and spreading rumors essentially they got a false confession Mm -hmm. right and then turned out that he was right of course yes and uh, this doctor he actually just died a few days ago from the virus Mm -hmm. he was one of the youngest patients in the sense that he was just 34 years old yeah 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 and that's actually caused a lot of people in china to lose trust in their government Mm -hmm. like you know hubei the province itself the way that china has responded to this is Mm -hmm. once it's become once it's come to the point where you have to take action the province there's 11 million people who live there and they've been quarantined there's been two new hospitals with more than 2,000 hospital beds that have been constructed in a matter of days or in weeks Wuhan. yeah in Wuhan and Hubei province and you know China has done many things they've kind of taken they've pushed themselves to find yeah. a way to help recover these people quarantine them mm-hmm. but like while while the government while the people of China are you know they're abiding by the tight strict laws that China has put on this province yeah. as whatnot they're kind of because of the death of this doctor they're upset you know China Chinese people they don't usually go on social media and start ranting about their government just because they they feel there's a fear there. Yeah, because there's censorship, there's not really freedom of expression as yeah, much. Exactly. It is a communist state. Exactly. But with the death of this doctor, many many people have taken to social media to express the fact that they don't have the freedom of speech that yeah. they, that should have been yeah. there to avoid the situation. I I think that, you know, China is a communist state and mm-hmm. a lot of Chinese citizens um they don't. They're not able to show dissent because any form of dissent is crushed. Yeah. Um. You know, internet is censored, so they don't have access to a lot yeah. of information in the rest of the world. So in that way, imagine how brave you have to be to yeah, to, to really voice, voice that yeah. to voice that dissent because you're upset. You you're just upset. Like this is affecting your affecting people you so much. Right? Yeah. And, the, and you've lost this hero who was out there trying to save you, trying to help. Everyone. Yeah. Trying to help you. Right. But yeah. And on that note, like so many people have been quarantined. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you think about how the Hubei province has 11 million people. That's mm-hmm. bigger than so many European countries. Exactly. And that's just one province mm-hmm. here. And at the end of the day, it's literally China. I mean, you know, a lot of people have argued that this is, you know, not right. It's not ethical because you're quarantining an entire yeah, province. Yeah, it's like draconian. Yeah, measures, but at the same but, time, I yeah. think the Chinese government is doing the best it can because this is the only way it knows how to, like, stop the spread within China. Mm-hmm. And not just Hubei province, a lot of other cities and provinces have taken the lead and shut their doors and quarantined themselves because yeah. they're like, we cannot let it spread. And I think the Chinese government responded late, but yeah. now, under so much pressure from its own citizens, yeah. they're trying to, you know, take the right measures. Mm-hmm. And even World Health Organization has lauded them that as compared to the SARS outbreak, mm-hmm. which originated in China and Hong Kong in 2002-2003, when Chinese government was accused that you were not being transparent, you're not sharing information. Yeah. China is actually now coordinating with WHO. Yeah. They're uh, making sure that the state media... Mm-hmm actually gives out the right information, which is a lot because state media usually doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, they kind of censor things. So 
like you know at the end of the day it's not a perfect response no. i think there's still a lot of long way to go and they're i think they're they're doing something more right yeah yeah so like those are definitely great measures that they've taken and like that's probably helped many of their citizens kind mm-hmm. of gain trust in them but as i mentioned they're also losing trust because yeah. you know at this point because that number has just soared that number mm-hmm. has just like flown there is a lack of hospital beds now. People are a bit, um, people are, are a bit wary of the testing kids. People are a bit like, we don't want to, we want to go to the hospital. We'll just stay at home instead. Like, because they don't trust. Yeah, they're yeah. starting to not trust the government because the government is, and that's why they're ramping up on their propaganda. Yeah, like the propaganda game is very strong. Like the Chinese the, government. Yeah, the Chinese yeah. got the communist parties because they'll put up banners in the villages from pictures that I've seen. Then they'll put up speakers on trees as well as speakers on lampposts. With uh, twenty four hours, there'll be virus advice. Yeah, so they're actually people. like, they're actually so like way, showing to the yeah. people that you know we're trying to help you exactly. So because here, they know that the people are pissed. Yeah, so they're trying to like gain the trust of their people and and as I said, like one of the main things they're upset about is the death of the doctor, right? Yeah. and then. So now the government's kind of trying to push that blame, saying it's not the central government's fault. Now we're going to send investigators to see why the provincial government shut him up, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, we know, you you probably had a part in this. I like, mean, you're not, that's the thing. You're with not blameless, but then they're trying to pass the blame on because they want, provincial they government. want the people to trust them. Maybe yeah. in this time of, maybe in this like time of need, they, people need to trust the government a little just so they can get things done effectively, but... But at the same time, yeah. uh, it, you know, because China is a communist state, the central government holds all the powers. Of course, yeah. Everywhere, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the, that's why it's a centralized government and it's a communist state. Mm-hmm. So even a provincial government, how they respond and everything, it could be from fear. Yeah. Security forces didn't shut up that doctor and make him sign something that was not true. Not yeah. because they wanted to do it and they wanted people to get infected by, by the virus. I'm pretty sure their superiors, whose superiors are the central government, yeah. you know, sitting in Beijing, they probably... Was the, so, you know, not that anyone said directly that don't spread the news about the virus. Yeah. I think it's just the environment that exists. Like, like, they're probably like, let's try to contain it quietly. Yeah. Something like that, which you can't always do unless you have the panic. Yeah. Exactly. Unless you have that urgency. Urgency. Yeah, I think that's a better word. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of what that's what China is doing to stop the spread. Yeah. Too little, too late. I don't know, but at least they're going full force now. Yeah. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while China is going full force out here in the West and the world and the world out here out in there in the world, there's many many Chinese and Asian people who are being subjected to racism, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because the virus did originate in China. Yeah. So where do we go to scapegoat, to blame, to make yeah. ourselves feel better? We go to the Chinese people yeah. or people who we assume to be Chinese. Yeah. And we vent it out on them. Apparently. Yeah. That's a good thing that you just said, assume to be Chinese, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I mean, it's important for one to not, if, if you are not sure someone looks an Asian, but you don't know if they're Chinese or not, always err on the side of thinking that, I don't know, so I should shut up. Yeah, <laughs> and and not on the side of hey, you look Asian, so you're probably Chinese. So let me be a uh, racist to you. Yeah, don't be racist to anybody, but yeah. then also don't make other assumptions that just add on to your layers of racism. Exactly. Yeah. So let's discuss a bit about the forms of racism that people are going mm-hmm. through. There's obviously the day-to-day racism. There's the verbal street assault. Then there's in Toronto and in LA, there have been reports of TSA agents being racist towards Asian travelers mm-hmm. or Asian-looking travelers. And there's been children who've been going through physical harassment, being pushed around the playground, being made fun of by their kids. In schools in Ontario, in schools. even yeah. And then, um, and then there's also the mainstream media on top of yeah. that, right? Yeah. 
I think there was um, there was a there there's a local newspaper called The Province in uh, Vancouver, and they actually put out a headline a couple days ago when yeah. the second virus, second patient of second coronavirus patient was diagnosed in Vancouver. They put the headline, second China virus case in British Columbia. Yeah, and just to add to some context to that, there are many, many, the population of Vancouver is highly Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Or, or people who are Chinese descent. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because of its proximity of Vancouver to mm-hmm. China. So there's there's almost a prevailing previous kind of racism that many people have against Asians here. Yeah. Yeah. So to add to that, when this coronavirus came out, like a, a newspaper, like how do you do that? How many people... Why would you call it China many, virus? Yeah. First of all, that just sounds bad. Like yeah. anybody can read that and like a 10-year-old could read that and say that sounds bad. On top of that... It had to have been checked. Yeah. And it had probably went through layers of revision before printing so that. So why did you... you know, it they either me... meant to provoke yeah. or they meant to just get, get people to pick that up. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it makes me wonder in the in their, you know, editing room or in their offices. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, are there not any Asians? Yeah. Second, are there not any... I'm, I'm sure there are. Any, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, one would increase the likelihood of having an Asian person there is high. Yeah. Uh, or even are there not any people of color, you know, just yeah. to understand that... Or people hey, of common sense. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> yes, people of common sense. <laughs> yeah. That's the right POC. Um, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's POC also. Yeah. I didn't even notice. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> I think that's the thing, right? Like, why would you not, like, you know, if I was to see something like this come in front of me, I would just be like, wait, this is off. It's like someone saying, this is so racist. Mm-hmm. And the fact that no one picked up on it, and it's a, it's a, and it's a big newspaper in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, you can look it up. Uh, the province, Google the province, British Columbia, China virus case, and yeah. you will see it. And you know, that triggers more, because then there was the bus in Vancouver mm-hmm. where someone actually graffitied on it, China virus. Based on the headline of that yeah. newspaper. Well, we don't know if it was uh, based on yeah. that, but they, most likely, right? Yeah. Like, when it came out like that. Yeah, and it's like you're just triggering it. I mean, it's the media, you have responsibility yeah and in, during these times when people are either panicking or they're just looking for the right information give out the right information yeah. don't misuse your power yeah and don't misuse the the privilege of journalism to further racism yeah and you're un- un- just unnecessarily hurting a group of people mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. for no reason yeah mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that, you know, that was the mainstream media. And then there have been many airlines that have suspended flights to China. And these include some big airlines like Air France, British Airways, American Airlines, uh, airlines from Tanzania, uh, Finland, uh, Belgium, so many. Mm-hmm. And that's, here's the thing. Uh, even though the WHO has uh, declared coronavirus as a public health international emergency, emergency. Yeah. Uh, which does give them the power to advise on travel bans yeah. or uh, you know quarantines to certain regions and countries. WHA, the World Health Organization, has actually opposed these travel advisories mm-hmm. and yeah. suspension of flights because they're saying that it's not needed. This is creating a panic, yeah. uh, which is going to not help. You know, and this time where already people are panicked. So, yeah, and the United States also put out a travel Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when the U.S. does it, which is the superpower, the big brother of the world, yeah. when you do that, you know, it just sends a completely diff- a completely wrong message out there that you can't travel to China. Yeah, and it really hurts China's economy as well, right? Yeah, yeah because... And if you, um, I don't know if you heard about it, but the U.S. Commerce Secretary, Wilbur Ross, he actually kind of like 
like kind of pointed to that this crisis in China, it would be an economic opportunity to increase jobs in America. I mean, and like it's maybe it's not like a like a quote unquote, but like how why would you imply that? See, yeah, and it's like you're taking As advantage a of, of a power. yeah, and it's you're taking advantage of a national in world international health crisis mm-hmm. to further your economic agenda, yeah, and like you're weakening China in the eyes of so many. Yeah, yeah, just by perception. Yeah, exactly. Unnecessary, especially yeah. when the governing body on this has said. Yeah, it's that okay. it's, you it's, don't need a travel advisory of such a suspension of flights. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, going on to more, more disgusting things, is a club, <laughs> actually. A club had a theme party in UK. A club had a theme party, for like a coronavirus theme party, where they so... gave out traditional, I'm putting quotation marks around traditional, traditional Chinese hats to the first hundred people that showed up. Like how it's like it's like ex- exploitation has a limit. Like okay, so you know I I'm just gonna be a devil's advocate here because I think of you know some people think like that that oh no it's actually just a joke like mm-hmm. you know we don't mean to be racist we're just making light of the situation. Yeah, one can argue, but then on the other hand, those are these are like the, the it's still racist. You yeah. know sometimes in small words or small jokes or in this case big gestures of yeah. jokes you're doing it's still either racial microaggressions or just it's racist yeah and you know one might think oh we're making fun of the situation you're not mm-hmm. you're literally when you throw a coronavirus theme party and then you distribute chi- traditional Chinese hats yeah you're making an association between the two exactly and you're literally saying that mm-hmm. hey coronavirus related China, to China yeah those to go exactly. together. That's what you're literally doing when yeah. you have a theme. I hope they apologized. Like, if we're really going to look at the them versus us, maybe they thought they were making light of it. But yeah. I hope they apologized then, if they really... Yeah. Because there's no them versus us in racism. It's racist. And and there is no them versus us in health crisis like this. Exactly. I mean, hey, just because you think that this is a... If, one, if, a, if a racist person is thinking that, you know, this virus is originating in China mm-hmm. and, you know, literally shitting on people from China or of Chinese descent or East Asians by mistaking them for being mistaking them for being Chinese. Yeah. I think that doesn't in any way protect you from getting the virus. Exactly. Like so what yeah. are you getting out of it? Nothing. Just a little fun. Like five <laughs> seconds, who knows? But yeah, so from there, then there's UC Berkeley. They maybe they had good intentions. I don't know, but they tweeted a post mm-hmm. meant to kind of calm people. Yeah. Where they the the post was actually called common reactions to to coronavirus spread Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like what people may be experiencing as a result of the spread of the virus so to tell Mm -hmm. them that you know it's normal what you're experiencing it's okay just remain calm kind of thing so the stuff that they included in this normal reactions to coronavirus was anxiety Mm -hmm. helplessness social withdrawal concentration Mm -hmm. sleeping problems which is which is fine which is true and then the the last point and i'm gonna just read the whole point the last point said a common reaction is xenophobia Dash, fears of interacting with those who might be from Asia and guilt about these feelings. So not only are they saying that you might be feeling racist, but the guilt you're feeling for being racist You're is normalizing okay. xenophobia yeah. when you put that Exactly. Down. And they're saying that the guilt that you feel for feeling racist is also normal, which is like... You shouldn't just do it at all. Yeah, like, I mean, just like because guilt. you feel guilty, it doesn't make you... Yeah it doesn't make your action right or yeah. it doesn't negate your action in any way. Mm-hmm. So they're basically telling you, like, you might feel racist and you might feel bad about feeling racist, but it's okay. That point, you'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> when you're feeling bad, oh listen to that inner sense that's telling you it's racist. It's racist. Like, you... Xenophobic... Like, being cautious is one thing, but being straight-up xenophobic is racist. No. 
Yeah, and I think the fact that if UC Berkeley, such a prestigious educational exactly. institution, puts something out like that, it, it, so it's just ridiculous because you mm-hmm. don't expect it. Because at the end of the day, there are certain stereotypes, right? Yeah. And I'm putting that in quotation marks. Certain stereotypes that are there about every 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 minority mm-hmm. in Western world. You know, let it be black people, let it be Asian people, let it be brown people. There are certain stereotypes. So when you, um, as a prestigious liberal educational institution, put that point down yeah. and kind of say, this is one of the things to expect, you know, and you're literally putting it down next to, like, sleeping problems and helplessness. And, I know, anxiety. Like, are you serious? No, those are medical conditions. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And... I think, you know, there is one one of the things that, you know, I think Chinese people have been wrongfully uh, stereotyped by off is that they've been associated with being dirty. And in mm-hmm. fact, I think all immigrants have. Yeah. Um, they, you know, it's been said that Chinese people have weird food habits. And I've heard this from people, yeah. you know, that they eat anything. But like, for example... French, you know, snails are a French delicacy, mm-hmm. you know, and one can argue that, you know, there are a lot of people in the world who don't eat pork, yeah. um, uh, not just for, say, not just say Muslims who don't eat pork for their religion, but a lot of people who don't prefer pork. Yeah. But then to them, when they see the consumption of pork in Western world, in the US, in Canada, that might not, to them, that might be disgusting, right? Yeah, exactly. So food habits is really arbitrary, right? It's, mm-hmm. it, it varies across cultures. Exactly, yeah. So wanting to eat um, different kinds of food and like you know i mean sure i'm i i can't i for me i can't really even eat i don't know pork and I don't uh, eat fish so. yeah exactly <laughs> i have very basic food habits but not everybody's as basic as me like people want to try different foods people have grown up eating different food there's cultures that... yeah there's cultural uh, association of yeah. food right mm-hmm. so you don't have to like it but i don't know you can't just blame a whole country because at the end of the day the whole the reason why the virus even actually spread in that wet market in Wuhan is not because someone was eating something that they shouldn't it's literally because of the food safety standards that were not being implemented and Mm -hmm. enforced and I think what should be known is according to an article in the foreign policy 77% of the Chinese public ranks food safety as their single biggest concern Mm -hmm. which means that Chinese people want to eat healthy hygienic food and there is a clear consensus that we want food safety standards to be regulated implemented and maintained exactly so if that's not being done it's because the government is not prioritizing it and because food safety inspectors um regulators they can be bribed yeah. i mean the sea, the wet market was actually selling live animals when it didn't have the license to do that yeah. now there you go how are you able to do that i mean clearly either yeah. you bribed inspectors who kind of like you know mm-hmm. put you know turn their face away when they saw you selling those yeah so at the end of the day first of all a lot of countries eat live animals secondly a lot of countries eat things to which to you might not be like like you know you might not be able to eat them or think of eating them, but to yeah. them, they grew up eating it. It's a part of their culture, so that's okay. Yeah, and like, you know, a lot of... When I was just looking at my Facebook, like, I have a lot of Muslim people on my Facebook mm-hmm. feed, and many of them, and it's it's ridiculous for me to even say it, many of them were like, oh, Allah is is um, is punishing them for eating all these all these live animals, these bad things, everybody in the world is eating, like, pigs, bats, this, mm-hmm. that. And it's just like, how do you say that about... Like and they were, they were, you, they were saying, saying that they're pun- being punished, and that's why they got this virus. Yeah, spread, and they now were they're spreading to the rest of the world. And, and I know, and I, it is 
a small section of Muslim sides yeah, saying that no, they're, and they're saying that sure. because they're saying that because of how Uyghurs are being treated mm, in China yeah, yeah, in concentration yeah, yeah. camps they've got the advice and you know at the end of the day I'm like how is that you being a good Muslim when you say that out? Exactly. No, right? it's just not You think God is so unkind? Yeah, like, it's not even the fact that you're Muslim. It's just, like, how ridiculous are you as a person to say that? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Before being a Chinese or an American or a Muslim or Christian, you're a human. Yeah. So where does your humanity go when exactly. you say these things? Or where does your humanity go when you stereotype and be racist towards Chinese people and say that they're just dirty and, you know, they eat all those things? I mean... Yeah. Here's um, so there was this viral video of a woman who was eating a bat soup, mm-hmm. and that went viral. And that was being in the video they were saying it was from Ch- it's it's actually a woman eating a bat soup in Wuhan, and turns out well first of all the relevance of bat soup is because researchers and medical experts are, and scientists are still not sure, but there is a likelihood that the uh, coronavirus yeah. this virus actually originated from bats, bats yeah. uh, because the SARS uh, the, uh, that originated from horseshoe bats so they're mm-hmm. thinking that based on what they're seeing and observing but they're, at the end of the day they're not confirmed because they don't have enough data mm-hmm. so that woman was having bat soup yeah. and turns out A. it's not in Wuhan it was actually <laughs> in Palau which is a Pacific Island oh nation that goes to show that other places also eat live animals also mm-hmm. eat bats mm-hmm. but that's the thing right that video was being circulated and became viral and so somebody started- intentionally propel that video to yeah they actually it. used it. it was i think it was, it was a travel show or something oh that where that video was originally so then it's from just ignorance okay <laughs> exactly yes yeah, so it's not even like someone was trying to be vindictive and like put a joke or anything it's no. literally they're... and i and i think that's the thing right like people are just uh, they're they're extending the racism to all mm-hmm. um other asians as well east asian people yeah, and then you know, like swine flu in North America, as well as mad cow disease in England. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I remember seeing. Maybe it was a different time. Social media wasn't such a big thing, but I don't remember seeing any racist comments against North Americans for eating pigs or for British, British people, British people for having like an obsession with cows. Like I don't remember. No one called it the British virus or the yeah, American or virus. Or the American virus. Or no like, one. Like that's the thing, right? And or not that I know of. Like I don't know. And by extension of that, not that everyone kind of like you know. Oh, mad cow disease came from UK, so mm-hmm. let me be. Oh shit! It actually is all Europeans or all yeah. the Western world. I mean, whereas now what we're seeing is, you know, first of all, a lot of non-Asians and non-East Asians are mistakenly thinking that all East Asians are Chinese, yeah, or even Chinese descent people who have never even probably gone to China, exactly. right? Those are some people who actually experience racism in LA, Toronto. Yeah. These people are like, hey, we've not we've not even been to China in the last year. So if you haven't been to China in the last like mm-hmm. two months, honestly, it, it's highly unlikely that you'll get the virus. Exactly. But that's the thing. I think people are like, I think there was this Vietnamese um, user who, uh, yeah, Vietnamese uh, tw- TikTok user mm-hmm. who uploaded this photo with his cousins and they were actually having like the broth from their pho. Oh, and then God, people started this, commenting yeah. about like, you know, what are you eating? Where's the bat? Corona- exactly, where's the bat? Ugh. And he's Vietnamese American. Yeah. Like, he's not Chinese. Mm-hmm. So it's ignorance on you that, mm-hmm. I mean, the person who's commenting, that you don't know how to distinguish. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then shut up. Yeah. And just going back to what we were saying, like, they might even know that, but they're intentionally propelling this racism. Yeah. Because they think they're being funny or whatnot. But, you know, I think the main thing that everybody misses is that it's the Chinese people who are being the most affected. Like, even the people in Wuhan, like, I've I've heard of reports of the rest of China being extremely 
like extremely rude to people in Wuhan to, be, yeah. to being like to judging them and people in Wuhan have requested like don't judge us we're we're also suffering from this yeah. right yeah and it's like there's already that they're already facing that from their own people and then there's the, the rest, rest of, of the, the world. world so I think that's what's m- most important you know like you know it's fair and it's practical to take precaution against the viruses so for example like suspensions of suspension of flights to China during that time period or like just regulation of the flights and quarantining people like that's kind of fair you know to take some sort of precaution to prevent the spread, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's a limit to how much and even how much suspension of flights and travel advisories that you put out there that put, I mean, that suspending, a bad f- yeah, like like you said, China. like suspending flights to probably Wuhan would yeah. make sense. Mm-hmm. But when you think about how airlines have banned like all flights to all of China, I mean, yeah. I think the reason why China holds. 18 years ago when there was a SARS epidemic, this was a different China and the yeah. world was different. I mean, China's Chinese economy then only took up, I think, 8% of the global uh, economy, whereas now it's, I think, 28%. So when you think of that, that's huge. China's yeah. the second biggest economy in the world. They're a major superpower. And at the end of the day, China is incurring huge losses. And it's not just China, the country, even Chinese uh, uh, Chinese people living abroad mm-hmm. or Chinese descent people living abroad, right? The businesses run by those people, they are experiencing losses, significant losses because people are just not coming in. Yeah. And when you think about that, at the end of the day, I think because of how big China is, that's why the virus was A, like, you know, it got highlighted so much, honestly yeah. speaking. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, as you said... When swine flu came, it didn't. It wasn't labeled a North American virus. When mad cow disease came, it wasn't labeled a British virus. Yeah. So why is it that the that coronavirus this time, and then even when Ebola break broke out in Africa a couple yeah. of years ago, why is it that only developing countries' viruses are being racialized? Yeah. Right. Like why is it? It, it seems like it seems like people had that racist undertone that mm-hmm. xenophobia in them the preconceived notion of what chinese people are like or what china is like yeah. yeah and it's like now this just allows them to like kind of like get that out of their system yeah so this misinformation that they've been developing over the years due yeah. to the portrayal yeah that needs to stop and what really needs to happen is like if we see some racist things come up or if we see um misinformation being spread what we need to do is just politely kindly or if you need to get a bit excited need to inform people that you're actually wrong this yep. is actually the situation so that's what you should be doing yeah you know so instead of spreading all this racism instead of spreading spreading all this misinformation know your facts mm-hmm. you know and at the same time there is there's still help needed so if you really want to do something you can go and donate to organizations that are trying to get more shelter more masks yep. and more medical supplies to yep. Wuhan as well as to other parts of China as well as to other underdeveloped countries which need that mm-hmm. because they don't have the infrastructure to to tackle the incoming coronavirus cases that are coming in, mm-hmm. right? So that's just something you can do to prevent racism around yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. And then I think if you, if the individual themselves, they think that, oh, you know, I've traveled to China in the last couple of weeks or um, I feel like I'm developing some symptoms of like a flu or something, some of the symptoms, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, that are similar to coronavirus. If you think that, then go to the doctor First and foremost, you're doing a favor to yourself. Mm-hmm. Then you're doing a favor to the rest of the world, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think, firstly, if you have these xenophobic ideas in your head, it's important to go out there and get the right information. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you really need to, you know, like, 
you need to be kind to people, especially in these t- tough times, because the headline should not be about the people who are xenophobic or, ha- or who have misinformation. The mm-hmm. headline should be focusing on the people who are struggling in the ground in China, the patients exactly. who are dying. Yeah, and the recovery process, as well as, you know, what the research measures behind are being it. taken, yeah, what, exactly. the, what we should do to prevent it from spreading, yeah. that information should yeah. be out there. Rather than giving space to these mm-hmm. xenophobic people. And at the end of the day, you know, these people who have such racist ideas, they are humans themselves. Mm-hmm. And because you're human first and foremost, you're not a, uh, as I said, you're not a, you know, I think God created person or even if atheist at the end of the day, you're human first and yes. every other label came afterwards. Mm-hmm. So you let your humanity in you transcend your xenophobic mm-hmm. ideas or the misinformation. And yeah. at the end of the day, Zara mentioned, call out someone if you think they're, even if it's even if it's in a coffee conversation, well, maybe not call out, just educate someone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, in, in even if it's in a in a workplace setting, if you see that you have an Asian person who works with mm-hmm. you, and clearly some people are looking at them inappropriately, you know, you can just tell them that hey, um, that's not cool. That's not okay. Yeah, and that's not appropriate. It's literally takes those few words for the mm-hmm. other person to be to realize that oh shit. Yeah. I don't think this is appropriate. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to clean and disinfect your hands yeah. and objects <laughs> and surfaces and be aware. Yeah. All right, guys. That's our episode for today. Yeah. Thank you for listening and we'll be back again. Yeah. <laughs> two, weeks. two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.